and welcome to Weekly Ways to Better Days, the podcast. I am your host, Katie Ways. I am a certified life coach that helps women recover from burnout and trauma. In this podcast, I discuss everything related to healing, whether it be my own personal healing journey or stories from my clients and others that I have helped along the way. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to episode 24, Sobriety and Dealing with Adversity. So in this episode, I want to discuss my journey with sobriety and dealing with adversity. I am someone who comes from a long line of addicts, whether it be drug addiction, alcohol addiction, food addiction, gambling addiction, most of my family had some sort of problem with addiction. In fact, all three of my parents were addicts. My grandparents were addicts. Aunts and uncles were addicts. They were everywhere in my life. Of course, I picked up my own addictions and addict tendencies. It's all I knew. It's all that I was exposed to. There wasn't a single adult in my life that dealt with life's adversities without using a substance to cope. My first addiction was sugar. I became addicted to sugar at a very young age. I would say around the the age of eight. Sugar was a staple in my house. Little Debbie snacks galore, ice cream, popsicles, not to mention all of the hidden sugar that was in all of the processed foods we had in the pantry. It was normal for me to binge on sugar and any chance that I could. I was first allowed to try alcohol in like third grade. My biological father would drink brandy with his girlfriend and encouraged me to try it, thinking it was funny. He was an addict of all kinds, drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, you name it, he was addicted. So of course by the time I was in 7th grade and I went to a friend's house whose family had large amounts of alcohol in their garage, said let's drink, and of course I did. I would go to this friend's house often and we would sneak alcohol. This was around the time I had my first battle with serious depression. I had gone through a lot by the age of 12, my mom having a mental breakdown, going in and out of the mental institution that summer before 6th grade. This is when I was sent to live with my biological father, who then sexually abused me during that time. I was dealing with a lot for a little 11, 12-year-old. Alcohol kind of allowed me to forget the pain for a bit. When I was a freshman in high school, I suffered from my second bout of depression when my boyfriend cheated on me on Valentine's Day and started dating that girl. This is when I started regularly consuming alcohol. I was drinking every weekend with a friend who who hung out with much older people. Most of them were over the age of 18. I would get drunk, throw up, keep drinking. It wasn't good, but it was normal for me. I also started smoking pot during this time. 
This drinking every weekend and smoking pot lasted through my sophomore year. Of course, the straight-A student I had been for my whole life up until this point disappeared. Don't get me wrong, I still managed to carry at least a 3.0, but it wasn't my best work. I stopped hanging out with that particular friend, but still quote-unquote partied. Not every weekend, but I definitely continued to drink. When I was 17 years old, I started dating my first longtime boyfriend. We would drive out about an hour away from the house and go to his friend's house and get shit-faced. Around the age of 18 or 19, I got my first prescription for Norcos because I had migraines and I asked the doctor for them. During this time, my ex started going to to the dirty doctor with his boss and started getting his own Norcos and Somas. By this time, I stopped drinking nearly as frequently and would take Somas because they made me feel drunk but didn't make me sick. To be honest, I didn't see a problem with it. My mom was on copious amounts of narcotics and took pills for everything. I was doing all that I could to not deal with trauma, my self-hatred, my lack of self-worth, and negative emotions that came up. Right before my 23rd birthday, I broke up with my ex and that is when I picked drinking back up. I would binge drink every Friday and Saturday. Then, in July 2014, my mom passed away. This really spiraled my binge drinking. I would binge drink and would end most nights hugging the toilet, crying about my mom passing away. By this time, I had stopped taking pills, but the drinking was of concern. I gained quite a bit of weight despite me working out three hours plus a day. Then in the beginning of 2016, I broke my fingers doing jujitsu. It wasn't just an easy fix. They were pretty fucked up. They were set wrong. I was in extreme amounts of pain and I knew I needed to support my body in healing. I was out of work for eight weeks. During this time, I stopped drinking alcohol and went on a plant-based diet. I had to take Norcos for the pain, which I didn't like, but I knew it served a purpose. I was in physical therapy twice a week from the end of March through September, trying to regain function in my fingers. I would take a Norco, a mass amount of CBD, and smoke pot before every single therapy session just so I could get through the pain. I would cry every session because it was so painful. The physical therapist would ask me if I wanted to stop, and I never would. I was determined to get function back into my fingers. This is when I started smoking pot daily. And let me tell you, it was very purposeful. It helped me get through this process while ensuring I wasn't over-consuming pills. But with that being said, pot became my new thing. 
After ending physical therapy, I continued to smoke pot daily. It became a way for me to deal with the stress, trauma, calm my nervous system, and have some fun. The moment I got out of work, I would smoke pot. I competed in jiu-jitsu tournaments, and I used pot to deal with the pain in my body. I used pot when death kept popping up in my life. Don't get me wrong, I am a marijuana advocate and I believe in its healing properties, but it became a habit for me. It became a way for me to cope and calm down when I was stressed or angry. I believed it served me well until it didn't. Once I found life coaching, I learned how to heal trauma feel my feelings, and process emotions. It wasn't very helpful. Yet I was still using it on a daily basis. I had told myself that I should take a tolerance break since like, I don't know, maybe 2019, and I never did. I always had an excuse. I did a lot of shoulds, but would always justify my reason for not. Then about two months ago, I started really questioning my reasons for continuing to smoke pot in that capacity. I realized I was no longer in a state of constant fight or flight. I had a peaceful house. I wasn't running from myself and my traumas anymore. I was just getting tired and lacking energy. During this time, I started questioning the story that I had been telling myself for the past few years that I didn't want children. I came to the realization that I do want children. After that, I decided to stop smoking pot and stop consuming processed sugars. I knew that I didn't want to be a parent who was always stoned. I knew that I didn't want to consume sugar to the detriment of my body, and I knew I didn't want to pass down addiction to the children I will hopefully have in the future. Of course, as I made this choice, life got a little spicy and trying. I did a 10-day liver, kidney, and gut detox that brought on way more symptoms than I could have ever imagined. I started having nightmares, trauma was being released, tons of emotions were coming up, and here I was not utilizing pot or sugar to get relief and that quick dopamine hit I was so used to. This left me with relying on the tools that I have learned over the past few years. I had to really start feeling my emotions, processing them, and leaning into the support of others because I had nothing to numb it out. So this is where learning how to deal with adversity while being completely sober came to fruition. There was no escape, no running, just facing. Most of us spend our whole lives trying to avoid uncomfortable emotions. It is completely normalized. We're actually like told that, oh, don't be sad, don't be angry, 
but those are emotions that are natural that we have. And so as a coach, I have been leaning into feeling my emotions for about a year and a half, but I was still taking the edge off, utilizing smoking pot and consuming sugar. There was no taking the edge off any longer. This was fully emotions all of the time. The way I did this is exactly how I teach my clients to feel and heal. Every emotion that came up, I described. I described the physical vibrations in the body and the thought that created it. It went a little something like this. This is what it feels like to be scared to go to sleep because I don't want to have nightmares. My jaw is a little tense. My body feels restless. My mind is offering me looping thoughts about the past nightmares. I want to cry. Or this is what it feels like to wake up from a nightmare where I was about to get raped and couldn't yell for help. My heart is racing. I'm sweating. My chest is tight. I have tears in my eyes. What this does is tell my brain that it is just an emotion and that I can feel this emotion. I am safe to feel this emotion. I don't need to resist this emotion. As I am recording this, my family is going through an extremely stressful, uncertain, worrisome situation that is hard on all of us. This is a time I would normally smoke pot to calm my nerves. Instead, I am doing the same thing of labeling my emotions, saying the vibrations that are occurring in my body while I label the situation at hand or the thought that I am having. I am managing my mind by not allowing it to wander to worst case scenarios but focusing on what I want the outcome to be. This takes work and energy to combat the negative thoughts with thoughts of faith and hope. I am also leaning into utilizing my support system and allowing myself to feel vulnerable. So I have learned that in order to deal with life's adversity, while being sober, that I cannot resist the reality of what is. Simply accepting reality as is without wishing it was different allows me to then decide how I want to think about it. I then allow myself to feel the emotions that come up rather than resist them or wanting to turn them into positive emotions. This is done by labeling the thought, the emotion, and the vibrations that are going on in my body. This is teaching my brain that it is okay to feel all emotions, including the uncomfortable emotions. And I used to use working out to try and take the edge off. And I'm no longer doing that either. I am just fully leaning into the emotions. And I am training my brain 
that it is okay to do this. Then allowing myself to receive support from those that have the capacity and tools to support me during these trying times. I would say choosing to lean into a support system has been challenging for me because I have done a lot of work on my own. I have had the story that I am strong and can do it alone for so long. So this has me healing that story, allowing myself to receive help and support. This part is allowing me to heal the fear of rejection or being too much for others. It is important to receive healthy support. We aren't meant to do hard things all by ourselves all of the time. Being vulnerable and having someone love you in that vulnerable state makes it easier to get through the tough times. So if you are looking to handle adversity while being sober and not using outside things and substances, it is crucial to learn how to feel your emotions. Retrain your brain to accept the reality of what is and lean into a healthy support system as well as learn how to manage your mind, meaning Not allow your mind to go to worst case scenarios all the time. Not allow your mind to offer you thoughts and, you know, you fall into the trap of believing them, but to actually decide how you want to think about the situation. If you are looking for a healthy support system to guide you through your growth, healing, and coping with adversity, I want to invite you to click the link in the show notes and book your free mini session today. If I can learn to feel and heal, so can you.